welcome to the Flow Equestrian Podcast, where we talk about all things wellness for equestrian athletes. I'm your host, Jamie Graham, and I'm so happy you're here. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Flow Equestrian Podcast. I'm sorry if I sound a little stuffy. The allergies have been kicking my behind. I've been taking allergy medicine every day before I go to the barn and still I've been sneezing and tearing up and yeah, it's it has not been fun. <laughs> but how is your mind today? How is your body? And how is your horse? I want you to just take a second and reflect on all these things today and just check in with yourself. Also, check in with the people closest to you too. I've been um, reflecting a lot this past weekend. Um, My husband actually made me aware of it. He was asking me, you know, you're always so aware of yourself and you're always checking in with yourself, but how come you haven't checked in with me? And I was like, huh, you're right. I am so focused on improving myself, um, my own growth, my progress, that I've kind of neglected to check in on the people that are closest to me. So if you haven't done that lately, check in with your husband, check in with your spouse, check in with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, check in with your family, and just ask how they're doing. You know, you asking them how they're doing might be the highlight of their day. It might change their entire day. And always say that you, obviously, we should all be kind to everyone at all times, but really be intentional with your kindness because something that you say, something that you do can maybe change a stranger's life forever and you might not even know it. So even though you're on this self-care journey and you're trying to improve yourself, don't forget to check in on the people that you care about the most. So I know that I previewed um, uh, an upcoming episode topic, which is financial wellness. Since April is Financial Literacy Month, I thought I would um, record an episode about how to manage your finances better. But Unfortunately, I did not have the time this month to record that episode, but we will get it done next week. So stay tuned for next week's episode. It's going to be an amazing one, and I'm sure it's going to be one that a lot of people are or will be interested in listening to because I know that we're all tired of being broke horse girls. It's almost like... It's almost like people take joy and pride in being a broke horse person for some reason like there's so many jokes and memes and stuff about it all over the internet but you know it's it's time for us to take control of our finances it's time for us to be able to enjoy our horses and not be able I mean not stress about living paycheck to paycheck being able to do the things that you want to do with your horse be it go to shows or buy that extra saddle pad. So next week's episode is going to be an amazing one. It's going to be with my husband, who is a certified financial professional, um, certified financial planner. He's been in the finance field for over a decade now. And yeah, it's it's going to be an awesome, awesome episode. So stay tuned.
But this week, I just wanted this week's episode to be a little bit more lighthearted. Um, I feel like the past eight episodes have been a little bit, a little heavier, um, a little bit more on the serious side. And it's time for a lighthearted episode where I just talk to you guys about horses. So I got a message from a follower last week and they asked me to do an episode on how I came across getting Coda and the whole process. So I thought I would talk about that today. So for my day one followers, my OGs, you guys know that I was leasing a an appendix, an older 20-year-old appendix called Gunny. I think it was August? No, October of 2020 to October of 2021. And by September of 2021, um, we were able, we were ready to buy a horse. And I've been looking everywhere. Like I even went to go try this Like, I even went to, like, a backyard barn to try this horse who was obviously lame. Like, I went there, and she was like, oh, let me show you how she is in the round pen. So we round penned her, and tell me why this horse (laughs) came out limping. And she was like, oh, um, I swear he wasn't doing this earlier. So red flag number one. And then, for some reason, I still got on him. Cause I was like, oh, cause well, she was like, oh, you can just like walk and see. And I was like, all right, cool. Let me get on him and just walk. This horse does, didn't even respond to any leg pressure at all. And just, he was just not in the best shape. So obviously I didn't go with that horse. I hope he's doing well somewhere, you know, with a family that loves him and cares for him. But he was definitely not my horse. And then I went out to Tucson, just a couple hours away from Phoenix, and I tried out this really nice chestnut. His owner took fantastic care of him. Um, And we actually still follow each other, and she still is actually part of my um, program. So shout out to you, Lane, if you're listening. So I really liked this horse. We took him to the vet for a PPE and unfortunately he just, he didn't pass the PPE. So, so I had to give up on that opportunity. And then, you know, it was, it was quiet for a little bit. I didn't really find anything on the market that was within my price range. And I also didn't really, I didn't have a trainer at that time too. So I was looking all by myself, um, just, you know, on Facebook, well, mainly through Facebook. And it was really disheartening because I I just had my mindset. I, like, I told myself that I really, really wanted a horse. Like, I was ready and nothing was coming up. The market was so dry, well, especially for the price range that I was able to afford. And I just remember being so desperate. I was like, I'll take, at that point, I was like, I'll take any horse that is available. Like, I don't care. I just want to be a horse owner. I just want to have a horse right now, which is obviously not the best advice. I would not recommend anyone to do what I did. But one day, one of my friends sent me um, 
this person's contact. And she was like, oh, this person retrains thoroughbreds and they have really nice thoroughbreds all the time. Just message them and see, you know, how it goes. See if they've been anything on sale because they weren't listing anything, I think, on Facebook yet. So I just, I took the chance. I went ahead and messaged the lady and she was like, oh, I have a couple options for you. You want to come by and try them out? Immediately, I was like, heck yeah. So... I think we went out that following weekend. My husband and I went out that following weekend. I remember just being so nervous because I was like, oh gosh, I hope this is it. I hope this is the horse. I don't want to go try another horse. I want to go home today, you know, with a bill of sale. So I got there and there he was this beautiful, beautiful black thoroughbred. Honestly, I was, I was kind of stunned when I first saw him. Um, like he wasn't big boned or anything. He definitely looked like a thoroughbred, but there was just something about him that I was like, huh, he might be the one. So these people, they retrain their breads to become hunter jumpers. So all they had for me to try was, um, well, to try riding him on was uh, a jumping saddle, which I absolutely do not like. I, I can't ride. <laughs> I just, I, I feel so uncomfortable riding in a jumping saddle for some reason. But, you know, I tried him anyways. We walked, trot, cannered. Um... And I was like, oh my gosh, it's, he feels pretty nice. And then I tried on, I think I tried the other horse too, but he was more of like a kick ride, which I didn't enjoy that much necessarily. He was beautiful too. Don't get me wrong. He was, he looked like, he's one of those thoroughbreds that looked like a warm blood. Very much so, but I just didn't really click with him. I guess, and I, I didn't really like the way he moved. But after trying him, his owner, his previous owner was like, oh, you know what, like maybe let's let's try him again to make sure that he's a good fit for you. So the next time that I came, I brought my, I brought my dressage saddle and surprisingly, it kind of fit him not too bad because back, back then he was still a little string bean and he was actually able to fit in my old narrow dressage saddle. But when I rode him the second time in my dressage saddle, like I felt a lot better. Um, obviously he was still really green and didn't really know much, but I was just sold. I think it was, I think it was a combination of me being super desperate <laughs> to be completely honest. Like I was so desperate in getting a horse. I was like, all right, I'm just going to get him. I, Guys, I didn't even do a PPE, which in the grand scheme of things worked out for me because there's absolutely nothing wrong with him. I later got his um, back x-rayed and my, even my vet was like, oh my gosh, you hit the jackpot. Because normally big thoroughbreds like this have like some degree of kissing spine, but his back was beautiful. So thank God. But yeah, at that point, I was so desperate that I forgot, I didn't even do the PPE. 
which is funny because I told the story to my trainer afterwards and she was like, please don't do that ever again. Which now thinking back at it, like it was honestly not the smartest choice that I made, but moral of the story is everything turned out to be okay. But yeah, I took him home, I think the following weekend or a few days after it was October 3rd of 2021 when I finally owned him and I found a barn that was perfect and I remember just being terrified from when he first got off the trailer. I don't know why I was so scared. I've always been a little nervous handling horses on the ground for some reason. I'm a lot, even though I'm a nervous rider, I'm a lot more confident when I'm on them than when I'm on the ground with them, if that makes sense. But I remember just being terrified when he first got there. I I turned him out because I was like, all right, let me, let me turn him out. Let me, you know, let him get used to the place. And he was running around the turnout like a madman when he first got to the barn. And I was like, oh gosh, <laughs> what did I get myself into? But, you know, eventually we got him settled and, you know, the, the rest is history. It was funny because just a few days ago, my friends and I were looking at old photos of him when he first got to the barn and he looks like a completely different horse just from head to tail, like from head to toe. He has transformed into a horse that I never imagined I could own. Looking back at his old photos, my friend was like, what did you see in him? Like, how did you see potential in that scrawny looking horse? And to be honest with you, I don't know. I just, I don't know what I saw in him. He just really captured my heart from the first time that I saw him. And I'm really glad that it worked out for us. I know that I got really, really, really lucky because I hear horror stories all the time about people, you know, getting horses that didn't end up, you know, behaving the way they wanted or, or just didn't end up being the, the horse that they thought they wanted. But I am very blessed and very fortunate that my horse turned out even more than what I have could have ever imagined. But because he was so green and because he really didn't have a lot of foundation, I decided to just spend a year on getting to know him, you know, teaching him the the bare minimum, the really, really basics. And I, I'm really proud of my decision on doing that. I feel like giving us that year to really, for me to really understand his just personality and the way he is, and for him to get to know me too is the reason why he's been doing so well in his dressage training. I feel like if I didn't spend that year with him, just understanding his quirks and even teaching him like how to lunge correctly, I honestly don't think we would have progressed so quickly. And I also think that year was for me to really learn how to be a horse owner too, to for me to be a better horse person 
for me to work on my own issues with with writing, my own anxiety issues and my confidence issues. And honestly, with horses, you just you just can't rush. I think that if anything, that's what I learned. Because this sport is just as mental as it is physical for you and for another live animal, you really can't rush the process. And if you do rush the process, I can guarantee you that you're not going to get the outcome that you want. Either your horse or you. Someone's going to end up getting hurt. Someone's going to end up not being able to reach their full potential. Time and patience really is your best friend when it comes to horses. Time, patience, and consistency. Having that year of just learning him as a horse really helped me to know when he's feeling pain and when something is just not right. So for example, he had um, pyloric ulcers, so hindgut ulcers. Uh, the vet, the vet thinks that he had it even before I got him. And then what else did he have? Oh, he had that um, that rotten tooth that has been brewing in his mouth for a very very long time. The vet said that the tooth was actually. She thinks that well, she thought that it was infected way before I even got him. So. You know, if I didn't spend that year getting to know my horse and treating all his, you know, medical issues, he would not have been comfortable with his training. And because I took the time to get him right, I feel like that really helped him flourish and become the horse he is today. But it's been such a journey. There's so many highs and there's extreme lows. But honestly, I would do it all over again because it's so worth it. It's so amazing to see how your horse has changed physically, mentally, emotionally. And my friend Reagan has been there from day one. Like she can firsthand tell you how much of a different horse he is. He used to be so anxious that we had to lunge him in a chain. Like when he would go berserk on the lunge line, you know, he he didn't know how to bend, he didn't know how to turn, he didn't know how to go soft in your in in the mouth, he didn't really respond to leg aids. To now where he just competed first level with my trainer couple weekends ago. It's just so rewarding to see how much he has changed. And I'm like, I'm smiling from ear to ear right now talking about him. I'm bragging (laughs) about him. But to see how happy my horse is, is really what just, there's no, there's no better feeling than seeing my horse happy, seeing my horse enjoying his work, seeing him get stronger. And honestly, the sky is the limit for Coda. He's he's so incredibly smart 
and talented. And yes, he's a thoroughbred. But I honestly think that he can go in the sandbox and compete with everyone else. I think that him and I have a really great bond. He is super attached to me, and I know that he loves me. Just the way that he perks up when he sees me. Like, whenever I pull up to the barn and I see him, he he whinnies, he nickers at me. Maybe it's because he wants his grain, but, you know, <laughs> just just let me have this one. I'm just going to say that he's happy to see me, and that's why he neighs and nickers. But, but he really, really take cares of me, you know, under the saddle. And he really take cares of me, even just on the ground. Like, this horse could be acting a fool on the lunge line, like rearing and bucking and doing God knows what. But the moment that someone is on him, the moment that I'm on him, he he knows better and he will never do anything stupid and because he knows that I'm there he knows that he has to protect me and he knows he has to keep me safe like yes there's occasional spooks here and there but once he spooks and then he snaps out of it he realizes hey my mom is on me I need to be calm and he'll never offer or attempt to do anything malicious or dangerous and that's one thing I love about him so, so much. He just He's just so, he's very protective and he's very understanding. And he very much feeds off of my own energy. So that's really been able to help me with my anxiety because I need to actively control it when I'm on him or else he feels it. And that's, that's just, it, he's just done wonders for me. He's done wonders for my mental health. He's done wonders for my wellness, my mental wellness. And honestly, he is, he is my heart horse. And I just, I just love him dearly. I love how he's able to flip the switch really quick. Like he's, I don't know if you guys have seen my Instagram videos of him. He is such a ham at all times. Well, apart from when he's working, like he's so funny. His, his personality is the best. Like he's, obnoxious but in a super funny way which I really like like he has such a big personality but then once he knows that he's working once you switch him into work mode he's like I'm focused I know what I'm doing and he works so hard but I'm gonna stop gushing over my horse because I can literally talk about him for days (laughs) But I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I know it's it's not, you know, not anything to do with wellness, but I thought that from time to time we can do one of these episodes where I just talk about my life and talk about my horse. And I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys don't mind me talking about my horse and talking about my personal life. But if you guys do want to do want me to talk more about my personal life, I am more than happy to do so. I always tell people that I am an open book. Like you can ask me any question. I have nothing to hide. Like I always want to share and be real with everyone. So if you guys want more episodes like this in the future, please let me know. Either email me, DM me on Instagram, or text me if you have my number. (laughs) But stay tuned for next week's episode. It's going to be 
awesome, guys. Like I already know that it's going to be amazing and we're going to be announcing something really special too. So be sure to mark it on your calendar and set yourself a reminder. And yeah, I will talk to you guys next time. Mm-hmm.